Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and today we're going to chat about what you can be planting in late spring. But before I get to that, I wanted to give you a chicken update um, because the chicks are not big enough yet to go outside. They're um, just coming up to a week old, so they're not very, very old yet. Um, but as the weather starts, getting better and we're definitely looking at getting them outside as soon as possible because the meat birds or the the meaties as we've been calling them they are growing at a phenomenal rate um, and as soon as that weather looks good and the broiler pen is finished off with the doors we're really planning on getting them into the garden area to start clearing out where those next garden bed spaces are going to be next year um, and we're just very excited to be getting the birds out onto some pasture very very rapidly because some meat bird varieties that we have are ready in eight weeks others are ready in 10 12 16 and 20 so We've got quite a nice range of dates when, you know, we can expect to be harvesting those. Um, but it really is dependent on the weather and the weather's not been that great recently. I mean, yes, we've had some rain, but we've also had some cool weather too. So we really want to be getting our birds out to the garden and, you know, make sure that they're kept warm enough because chicks need to be kept warm. They like it to be very, very warm around 95 degrees Fahrenheit. And you then kind of reduce that um, heat over the next few weeks as they start to feather out and get them um, acclimated to going outside. Now between the layers that have arrived last week and the meaties we've lost about 20% of our birds in the first few days um, which is really sad and disappointing because we've not been able to fully tell what breeds we lost with the stress of shipping we actually had more birds sent um, because the hatchery sent extras um, and we don't really know what those were and unfortunately you know there was some chicks that were very much on the smaller side um, don't really know what they were I suspect they were probably the ones that were sent for free um, but I don't know um, and we're not going to be able to tell what we lost until they're a little bit older like the birds themselves are a little bit older um, this is honestly the first time that we've ordered chicks directly from the hatchery um, I'm a bit nervous about the main layers that are coming in July because it's a small order again um, but as the meaties and a couple the couple of layers that we have ordered start to grow out we should be able to see what those are like what we still have and figure out what we lost um, once those birds get the feathers in so we might either try to look again um, with a hatchery that is closer or perhaps with different breeds because if it was mostly one breed that we lost then we might consider um, switching to a different one 
And I know some of the breeds that we've ordered, um, there's quite a high loss rate on those um, in looking at the reviews on them, um, which is probably something that I should have done before, um, is really take a look at the reviews against certain types of breeds from the hatchery, but also from different hatcheries, just to kind of get a feel for, is this something that's a problem with the hatchery? Um, or is this something more of a problem with the breed? So I've been looking a lot more now and figuring out what may or may not be um, a good breed for us to work with and also looking to see if there's hatcheries that are much closer than the ones that we have ordered from. So there's a few things that are going on there. Um, I'm actually really weirdly looking forward to cleaning out the brooder boxes um, because all of that material is going to be going in the compost pile and it's going to be a great addition to really kickstart that compost and create more of it for the garden. Um, a lot of our compost has been frozen for a long time um, because of the winter and now everything's thawing out. We want things to start breaking down and we really need a lot of compost for our garden we need it across the orchard the raspberries the veggies and even the flower garden um, there's lots of plants that could be using compost to add as we're transplanting them into bigger containers or we're transplanting them into their final planting space in the garden and if you check out one of my previous episodes I talk about how I'm running a no-till and no dig type of garden here and I'm using wood chips and some of the problems that happen with growing into wood chips you can sort of alleviate some of those problems by adding things into the planting hole at the time of transplanting so compost is incredibly valuable in the garden even if you're not digging or tilling in it's great to just spread on top of things because the worms and the other critters that are living in that soil are going to bring it down into the soil and help improve the overall soil structure it's going to help with retaining moisture as well as adding nutrients now here in Maine we have had quite a cold snap this week and it took out a bunch of plantings not just for us but a lot of people within the state um there there's lots of things in our garden that have some definite damage on them so kohlrabi celeriac um broccoli uh, and even a couple of kales um, and those were things that were not under frost fleece or road cover um, honestly the celeriac is probably going to end up just triggering and going to seed and that's not necessarily a, a bad thing with it going to seed um, but I don't think that I want to be saving seed from these plantings if that happens um, because it might create offspring when I plant that seed again that is going to just go straight to seed rather than having offspring that are going to be working on producing that swollen stem that I'm looking for in my celeriac. So um, I might let it go to flower just because it's going to provide a food source for various pollinators and help bring them into the garden. Um, but if it doesn't look like it's going to take up too much space I might let that happen um, however because 
these things are not looking too good. There's some quite severe damage on them. I might actually be better pulling them out, putting them into the compost and then planting something else in that space. So I've just got to let things kind of grow a little bit longer for another week or so and then make that decision. Um, so when it comes to having a small garden, if things haven't worked out, then you really do need to be thinking a bit better in terms of, well, what are my goals for this year? Is it that I'm growing this for food? Am I growing it for seed saving? What What is my main goal and does the time and energy being put into this plant fit with that goal? I don't have a huge amount of space like bed space right now because there's other beds that need to be built which is part of what, where the chickens come into um, things on the homestead. But I have a lot of other plants that I could be putting in and using that space. Now, I even had sweet potatoes in the ground before this really cold weather came in. And unfortunately, um, I couldn't get out into the garden in time to cover everything on an evening because it happened to be on a couple of days when I was working super late um, and then having to commute back. So it was pretty late when I got home and we ended up having cold damage. Now, cold damage on plants can look like yellowy white splotches on leaves or dead leaves or the whole plant dying. Um, my favorite marigolds in the greenhouse that I'm planning on seed saving. And um, the cold weather caused those leaves to turn like brown and black. Same with the dahlias. Um, so it actually killed off some of those plants completely. Um, some plants are probably going to be too late in the season to start again from seed. So marigolds are one, the dahlias are another. I'm probably not going to be able to start those seeds again to be able to get flowers um, where I live here in Maine before the frost. But next season, I could look to start hardening those plants off a little bit later in May and transplant those later. So the celeriac as well, I could probably look to um, transplanting that outside a lot later so maybe around June 1st after the risk of frost has gone or I could look at starting to harden them off around the last week or so of May um, maybe from the 15th of May at the very earliest and just kind of keeping them out in the greenhouse with multiple layers of protection before transplanting them into their final spot. Um, even though that has all happened, right now is perfect for starting a few things. So starting carrots outside and maybe some radishes too. And every two weeks I'm sowing carrots and really trying to work with when the rain's coming to help keep those seeds moist and help with germination. I can also be starting directly outside um, dill, peas, turnips, spinach, uh, beets and lettuces as well. So quite a lot that could be started directly from seed in the garden even though it's still cooler weather. Now since I have a short season I'm already thinking about what else can I be starting from seed indoors. So I can be starting my cabbages, broccoli and cauliflower 
inside that will need to be transplanted out in a couple of weeks time but those are going to be for fall so they're going to be fall harvested crops also indoors i'm starting summer squashes winter squashes melons watermelons and cucumbers and i'm doing all of that on a heat mat to help encourage those seeds to germinate pretty fast because as soon as the risk of frost is gone i've got to get these things in the ground to help them have as long as possible and hopefully i'll be able to harvest some fruits and those plants will get to the right stage before the frost comes in again now if you're like me and you're in a short season area then you can really start to look at getting varieties that have got a shorter day to maturity to help ensure that you're going to be getting a harvest in that time um, I've got a lot of different varieties, a lot of heirloom varieties that I'm wanting to try and I'm trying to find those varieties that thrive and do better on my property. So I'm kind of enjoying the experimenting right now, which is great because there's a lot of local farmers and CSAs and um, farmers markets and things. So if stuff isn't necessarily working out in my garden, um, I can go support other local farmers and um, grab some you know extras to supplement what isn't working um, for us. So that's kind of nice being able to have that experimenting. But if you're really looking to you know not rely on having to buy from the grocery store or wherever then you really want to be looking at having varieties that are going to thrive in your area and yes you can definitely go to a nursery and pick up transplants and put things in um, i was at a nursery last weekend with my neighbor and we had a great time i probably spent far too much money um but i was looking more at herbs and other things um like some flowers and stuff that i could be putting out and it's kind of nice when you're transplanting stuff um that's a well-established plant because you can kind of see your instant garden and it's a lot easier than having to start things from seed however it also is a lot more expensive too but whilst we were at the garden at the garden center in the nursery we saw all of the plants um lots and lots of vegetable varieties that we definitely could have purchased and had a garden much quicker um which is something that might be worth it if this is your first garden and you are wanting to have some pretty good successes because if you're getting varieties that are already started the plants are well established then getting those out after the risk of frost is gone is going to mean that those plants are going to get settled in and they're more likely to produce something for you so just a thought to think about um what else can i be transplanting right now well if you're in a cooler area so zone four zone five um you could also be looking at transplanting cabbages cauliflower swiss chard leeks onions broccoli kale um, lettuces mustards all of those things are going to establish quickly in that cooler weather if you are past your last frost date, then you can also be looking at getting those warm weather crops out as well. And I'm very, very jealous if you can. Um, right now, as I'm transplanting into the wood chip mulch, I want to make sure that I'm giving plants some nutrition to help them get the nitrogen for the lush green growth because all of these cool weather crops, you know, the very leafy greens, they like a lot of nitrogen. That's what gives them that lush 
growth and helps them look beautiful. Um, now, you can listen to an earlier episode about growing in no-till gardens to learn a bit more. Um, if you're using something like an OMRI-listed fish and kelp fertilizer, that's an easy way as you water your plants in. During transplanting, you can give them a feed. You could also look to making your own DIY fertilizer because things like comfrey and stinging nettle are all growing right now and everything's kind of flush with that early spring growth. Or you could even look to making a compost tea. So there's lots of things that you can be doing around the homestead and helping your garden grow a little bit more. Um, I've definitely made DIY um, fertilizers with early weeds and that's been kind of fun um, to do that just putting them all in a bucket and then covering with water just make sure that you're keeping um, things like mosquitoes and stuff out by covering it and then leaving it for a few weeks and then diluting it down and watering your garden with it it's actually one of the things that grew um, or helped my garden grow really really well where we used to live in Utah so that is definitely something that I am looking at making again this year but I would love to hear from you what's going on in your garden let me know over in the Facebook group and until next time I hope your garden grows beautifully and I will see you all next week <music>